scripture reading today is from Proverbs 12 and Exodus 20. An honest witness tells the truth, but a false witness tells lies. The words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only a moment. Deceit is in the hearts of those who plot evil, but those who promote peace have joy. No harm overtakes the righteous, but the wicked have their fill of trouble. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Let's uh, pray together again. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is true. It does not change, but it does change us when we hear it. And so we pray that we would hear it today. In Christ's name, amen. So do you like riddles? Anybody here? Malcolm, you like riddles, right? Let me ask you guys a riddle, see if you, uh, if you can figure it out. So... Let's imagine that you are in a room, trapped in this room, that's gonna catch on fire in 10 minutes. You have to get out. There are two and only two exits from this room, two doors. One door leads to safety. The other door leads to a hungry lion that will certainly eat you. The problem is you don't know which door is which. In the room, there are two men Both of these men know what's behind each door. They could tell you, all right? One of these men always, always, always tells the truth. The other man always lies. The problem is you don't know which man is which. You don't know who tells the truth and who's the liar. Now, in order to decide which door to take, you are allowed to ask one and only one question of one and only one man. What do you do? Do you know, Ella? What's the answer? And then what? And then what? And then the yes. So did you hear that? One, one man only tells the truth, one man only lies. It really actually works. You, you, uh, you go to either man and you say, sir, if I were to ask the other gentleman which door leads to the lion, what would he tell me? And then you take the other door. Right? Is that what you said? That's the answer. Ella, have you heard this before? Okay, tell the truth. No lying. <laughs> All right. Very good. So um, that is a riddle about truth-telling. And the problem with that riddle, of course, that little scenario is that it could never happen to you. It will never happen to you. First, first, because we do not have hungry lions on the streets of Queens, New York, right? And secondly, where would you ever find a man or a woman or anyone who always tells the truth? You can't find people like that. Now, the reason I, I, I gave that riddle is because we're, we are in the midst of talking our way through the Ten Commandments, and we come today to the commandment that deals with truth-telling, it deals with being honest in our communication. You see it there in your, in your program, Exodus 20, verse 16. It says this, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. In other words, tell 
the truth. Now let me give you just two thoughts related to truth, all right? First, I, I wanna talk about our problem with truth, and then I'd like to talk about the power of truth. So first, we, we have a problem with truth. All of us do, right? I mean, let me, let me ask, have you, did you ever wonder why God gave us a commandment against lying? I mean, was it really necessary? Doesn't, doesn't everyone know that lying is wrong? Everybody knows, everybody gets angry if somebody else deceives them. Everyone feels embarrassed if they get caught saying something that's not true. Everybody knows that lying is wrong. So why did God go to the trouble of giving us a commandment about something, listen, we already know. Well, you know the answer to that because we need it. Right? Even, listen, even though we know that, it, that it's, it's wrong to be dishonest, it's wrong to deceive, this is something we all struggle with. This is just, this is a universal human problem of being dishonest. Uh, the, the, uh, I, I came to understand the extent of this problem as I, I looked at what some of the classic, um, classic Christian catechisms say about what this commandment means. All, all of the catechisms, catechisms, Protestant and Catholic, tell us that this commandment means, it means a lot more than just don't lie. They, they tell us that this commandment is this commandment against bearing false witness, this is telling us that God, God expects complete truthfulness from us in all our communication and that God forbids any form of deceit. That, that, that would include uh, any form of duplicity, any form of hypocrisy, any form of pretense, you know, pre pretending to be something that you're not or pretending to feel something that you don't. It would include exaggeration. It would include flattery. It, it would it include um, twisting other people's words or perhaps leaving out details when you tell a story to kind of cast yourself in a better light. You ever do that? Or would even include just Staying silent when you know that somebody doesn't really understand or something false has been said. You just, just remain silent and you let, you let them reach a wrong conclusion. You can lie by saying nothing. The, the, cate, the catechisms also tell us that this, they all say that this commandment prohibits gossip. Why? Well, because, listen, when you gossip, even if everything you're saying about that other person is truthful, you are not being truthful. You're being a phony. You're being a fake. Why? Because, you, listen, you know you would not say those things about them in that way if they were in the room. You're, you're, there, there's, something, there's just something false and phony about gossip when we do it. The old Heidelberg Catechism says that this commandment, uh, it, it requires, quote, that I should avoid lying and deceit of every kind these are the very devices the devil uses, it says. It says, I should love truth, I should speak the truth candidly and openly acknowledge it, and I should do whatever I can to guard and advance my neighbor's good name. So this is, this is just a widespread problem. We all struggle with this. Psalm, Psalm 12 verse two says, everyone, everyone lies to their neighbor. They flatter with their lips but harbor deception in their hearts. Do you ever wonder why this is so widespread? I, I don't know why, but I, 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 it seems to me that when, when our parents, Adam and Eve, when they, when they made that decision to believe the lie, 
the serpent's lie rather than God's truth. It seems like in, the, in that moment, the lie just entered every, every one of their descendants. So it's, it's a widespread problem. It's also, it's, it's also a deep problem, this, this dishonesty, much deeper than, than we might realize. If you look at that passage from Proverbs, verse, verse 17, the very first verse says this. It says, an honest witness tells the truth, but a false witness tells lies. Now, when I first read that verse, I just kind of dismissed it. It just seemed, it just seemed like a truism. You know, one of those statements, it's, it's true, but it's so obvious, it's not really necessary, right? You know, an honest witness tells the truth, a false witness tells lies. Doesn't that seem kind of like saying, a blue shirt is blue, a green shirt is green? It's true, but it's, it's just so obvious, right? And then I looked at this a little bit closer and I realized this is actually a profound statement that's being made here. This, 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 this proverb is saying, listen, what, what comes out of our mouths reveals who we really are. One Old Testament uh, scholar writing about that verse, he, he said it means this, words are an outcrop of character. So... I like to think of myself as a basically honest person. Do you like to think of yourself that way? I am, okay, I am a, here's what I like to think. I am a basically honest person, even though every now and then, you know, I shade the truth. I tell a lie. But this verse is saying, no, no. A false witness tells lies. If I, if I tell lies, this is not just something I do. This is someone I am. I, this verse says, I am a false witness. See, the problem is not just what I say. It's not just, it's not just on my lips. The problem is who I am. It's, you could say it's in my heart. And isn't that what it says in verse 20? Deceit is in where? In the hearts of those who plot evil. It reminds me of what Jesus said. Remember what he said in, in Matthew 12? He says, he says, out of the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. A more modern translation of that says this, the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So this, this is a universal problem. We all have this problem with shading the truth, deceiving, not being quite honest. It, and it, and it's, it's a deep, deep problem. It's not just some, something about our behavior. It's something deep down inside us. It's, it's widespread. It's deep. And it's serious. You know, it would be easy to think, uh, well, everybody lies a little bit. It's not a big deal, right? So what if I, you know, a little fib now and then, a little shading the truth. It's not going to hurt anyone. If you, if you ever go on YouTube, you see these YouTube videos of parents. The parent walks into the room with a camera, and here's the little two-year-old with chocolate all over her face. And mommy says, did you get into the cookies? And she says, no. And we all laugh. Isn't it adorable? She's only two and she's already learning to lie, right? As, as, as if it's not serious. I, I do that with my own duplicity, my own, my own phoniness. Maybe you do the same. It's not that big of a deal. Nobody was hurt by it. But did you notice what it says in verse 22? It says, the Lord detests lying lips. The old King James Version said this, lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. So, so this problem with honesty, it's widespread. Everyone 
struggles with this, it's very, very deep. And it's serious. One uh, Dutch theologian wrote this about our struggle with honesty. He said, no cure, no cure for this ailment exists other than radical conversion. That's how deep lying lives within us. He said, we must put off the old nature in order to start speaking the truth. And then he said, we can only do this through the grace of God's liberation. He said, listen, this problem is so, this is so widespread, this is so deep, this is so serious. Don't handle this, don't try this at home. Don't handle this on your own. He's saying the only thing that will ever, something deep has to happen inside you. He calls it a conversion. Now, the question to ask is, how could that conversion ever happen to us, to me? Well, that's the second point I wanna talk about, not just our problem with truth, but the power, the power of truth. Truth is powerful. Look look with me at verse 18 from Proverbs. It says this, the words of the reckless pierce like swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Now that's saying that words have tremendous power. Reckless words, thoughtless words, unkind words can wound people deeply. Some of you have experienced that, right? But wise words, honest, True words. This says those kind of words have the power to heal. You know, counselors will tell us that very, very often in a marriage that is troubled or in a family that is dysfunctional, very often, not always, but very often, if just one person in that home um, begins to speak honestly about, uh, about their feelings, about their fears, about their own sins and shortcomings, and they begin to confront others honestly, lovingly, about about, about the shortcomings of of others. Um, Very often, if if just one person begins to speak the truth, that one person's honesty, it, it opens the door for healing to start to come into that, that whole network of relationships. That others in the family, when they, are confronted with truth from this person. Usually they, they react negatively to that. But over time, just being exposed to truth from others, honesty, openness, it, it can begin to help people feel safe. Like, I can be honest. I can be open too. Truth, truth has power to heal, to set people free. There's another verse in Proverbs. Proverbs 14, verse 25 says this, a truthful witness saves lives. Well, you could translate that verse this way. A teller of truth rescues other people's souls. I wonder if you've ever, um, I wonder if you've ever known another person whose who's way of relating, their patterns of communicating is just so refreshingly open and honest. It's like they don't hide anything. Have you ever known someone like that? Very often, their, their very openness, their honesty just invites you to let down your shield, be honest yourself. 
I think to a large degree, I've experienced that in, in my marriage. I, I am a person, I tend to be very reserved, very secretive, not very, not very open about my feelings. That's a polite way of saying I'm dishonest, okay? And, and, and my wife, she's, she is much better at being open about what she's thinking, what she's feeling. And I can tell you that over the years of just being around her truth-telling, that has begun to change me. I still have a lot of issues, <laughs> right? But I, I, just, I think I'm just more open about just admitting them. Truth, truth has power to do this for us. You know that the Apostle Paul, writing to a church, the, the church in Ephesus, Ephesians 4, verse 15, he says that when a community of faith, he says that when as a church, if we begin to speak the truth in love to each other, it says, quote, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. Isn't that something to think about? That humble, open honesty, direct truthfulness in our communication has, isn't that something to think about? That kind of speech has power to heal. It has power to restore. It has, has power to rescue those who are lost and, 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 and fix that which is broken. Truth has power to set people free. Now, I want you to think about that for, for a second. If, uh, if you could be healed to some degree, set free to some extent, even transformed a little bit by, by just interacting with other people who speak truth to you, can you imagine what might happen to you if, if you if you were to meet somebody who not only speaks the truth, but if you were to meet, meet someone who actually is the truth itself? What, what would that do to your soul? Guys, you know how the Bible describes our God? The, the Bible says that God, Isaiah 65, is the God of truth. His spirit, John 15, is the spirit of truth. His word, 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, is the word of truth. And when, when God's son came into this world, guess what he said about himself? Uh, John, John 14, verse 6. He said, I am the truth. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the truth. And then Jesus, right before he was to die, John, John chapter 18, he said, everyone who is on the side of truth, are you on the side of truth? He said, everyone who's on the side of truth listens to me. And I, I can tell you that, um, I can tell you something that thousands and thousands of men and women around the world through the centuries would say the same thing. There is something about being exposed to the one who is himself truth, really meeting Christ that transforms an individual. He just, when, when, uh, when you, um, when God's grace warms your heart to, to the point that you just, you say, you know what, I'm gonna step out of the shadows. I'm gonna stop hiding. I'm gonna be honest with God that I'm really, really broken and I need him. When, you're, when, when you step out of the shadows and you step into the light of, of the truth of Jesus Christ, um, somehow being exposed to this one who is himself the truth radically changes who we are. That's, that's where that conversion comes from. So I wonder if you've experienced that. 
If you, if you have, let me just remind you, my Christian brother, my Christian sister, that stepping into the, into the light of Christ's truth isn't just something you do once and then it's done for the rest of your life. You never have to deal with, with your own struggle with dishonesty, your own hiding. I, I think it's something more that we do every day. Every day, we, 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 we let the gospel beckon us to come out of our phoniness and our, and our hiding and our pretending to have it all together. And we just step into the light of God and say, here I am, hiding nothing. Heal me. Heal me, heal me. I wonder if that's what the Apostle John meant. First, first John 1, verse 7, he said, if we walk in the light as God is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, God's Son, purifies us from all sin. So walk in the light, right? And I would just say, if, you, if you've never if you've never experienced this, this transforming effect of the truth of Jesus Christ in your life, um, I want to invite you to, to ask for that. I think the, the, kind of the first sign that your heart is being converted, that God is warming your heart to his truth, is, is you feel this freedom to be very honest with God about who you are. It, it, we would call that confession and repentance. That's where you just say, God, I'm not... No more baloney here, no more faking it. I, I really am. I'm a child of the lie. I just, I'm broken, I'm false, I admit it. It's kind of scary, isn't it? But when you walk into the light of, of Christ, confessing yourself that way, he, here's, here's how he responds. He responds with, not with the truth of his condemnation, but the truth of his grace and his love. And he begins to make you new inside. Guys, I'm not just talking about an idea. This is real. And if you've never experienced it today, I think through me, God is inviting, inviting you to ask for that. Here's something Jesus said in, in his ministry in John chapter 8. He said, if you abide in my word, if you just live there, you just rest in my word, you let me keep speaking to you. He said, if you abide in my word, you truly are my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, it is so frightening for us to be honest, but we thank you that in the presence of, 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 a, of a loving God, we do not have to fear that. So help us to be very honest with you, to step into the light of Christ, and to let his amazing truth make us new inside. Change us, Jesus, we pray. In Christ's name, amen.